Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley in the driver's seat for another episode of the MBA podcast. Ash, co-pilot, how are you? Yep. Let's get this, uh, let's get this ship off the ground for another episode, James. Glad to be here. Short and sharp. Let's go. So this episode, listeners, is titled Weakness is Strength. And the way we want to attack this is, as we do a lot of episodes, Ash, it's kind of flipping a lot of uh, sayings and everyday isms and business thoughts on their head. And this one's no different because what we hear a lot in the business market and in life in general, how many times have we heard people say that you have to work on your weaknesses? Um, if you're a tennis player, you know, for example, I, I'm a tennis player, I love playing tennis, and let's say I know that my weakness is my backhand. Well, in tennis, you would work on your backhand to develop that and turn it into a stronger shot so that you're a more well-rounded player because in a sport like tennis, you don't really want to have a weakness like a backhand because that can then be exploited, right? Ash, you know, like you're a sportsman as well, so you would know that working on weaknesses is actually a really smart thing to do in sport. Oh, yeah, totally. And this is where um, I like the direction of this uh, this topic and this conversation because, you know, sort of in business life, you've got to flip it on its head. But you're right in sport. And I've played a lot of sport my entire life. And, you know, it's you. You are totally accountable for yourself. So, you you, you know, you can't outsource things when you're in one-on-one competition, can you? If you're playing tennis, if you're, um, you know, playing a particular sport, you know, you can't say, oh, I've got a weakness there, I'll just outsource that to somebody else or I'll just ignore that or I'll just focus on my strength because in the competitive world of sport, you'll get wiped off the court. Um, so that's absolutely true. Um, you know, you still work on your strengths, but you have to polish up your weaknesses so that opposition can't find that and exploit it to your disadvantage. And of course, when it comes to business, it's only natural that that. Uh, belief system will flow over and replicate and the belief takes hold that we've got to be good at everything. We've got to be well-rounded. And this is the entrepreneurial trap, in my opinion, James. And the problem, of course, for most entrepreneurs, um, if I could put it this way, is when you get into mortgage broking, you know, which is an entrepreneur, anytime you Start your own business. You know you're taking on entrepreneurship, whether it's for the first time or you've done it before. You're still treading down that path of entrepreneurship, and in nearly a hundred percent of the time in the broking industry, you start doing everything. Very few brokers start with a team of people. They start on their own. So you have to do everything. You have to be the finder of business, the processor of business, the fixer of problems, the tea lady, the cleaner, the this, the that. You, you're the marketer. You've got to do everything. And that sort of is fulfilling in some ways. 
for the broker entrepreneur starting out. But a certain point comes when you've got to be able to recognize that that's not the best way forward and to transition to being a ninja in the areas that you're really good at and start to find a way to release yourself from what we're calling the weaknesses. So this is a really, really interesting story and I hope that for listeners, you know, they're starting to go, oh yeah, I hadn't looked at it like that. Uh, yeah, you're right, James. It is a, it, there is, as a lot of things in life, right, there are a lot of um, correlations between sport and business. Um, but this is one where there can be a little bit of a um, separation away. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and you're right, a lot of people start in mortgage broking by being well-rounded you, know, you, you should be across everything you, you should understand the a to z in terms of uh, writing a loan and building a business and that's how it usually starts but to have a world-class highly scalable and profitable business being well-rounded is not the solution it's actually the opposite it's to become pigeonholed in a very specific skill set and to in fact hone and refine and sharpen the strengths and focus 99% of the time sharpening that end and not really caring that the weakness end is going blunt and dull because in a world-class business it's about having a team of ninjas that are all amazing in small compartments and that's really the learning that we want to convey in this episode and to flip on everybody's head is that we shouldn't be focusing on our weaknesses. So in business, as we know, Ash, we have lots of mortgage brokers that we're helping grow their businesses, many doubling, tripling, even 10 times in their loan volume while working less. And in actual fact, what we typically do with the Ash is we don't say, oh, so you're not very good at marketing okay so you should now go and learn marketing or you're not that great at processing loans or the admin you better get really good at doing that instead we say okay your skill set is here it's in building relationships talking to clients doing the deals uh find someone else that can help you with marketing find someone else that can help you with the admin and processing of the loans let those areas of your brain dwindle away and go dull and sharpen and get world-class at talking to people, wheeling and dealing and doing deals with clients and partners. That's where the not only the money and business success is at, but probably enjoyment and happiness too, don't you think, Ash? Because when mm-hmm. you're trying to do everything, being an all-rounder, it's so hard to be across everything. And you're constantly getting pulled in a thousand directions and you're only just okay at everything. When you can focus and get world-class at something, you can do it effortlessly. And the key, of course, is that you get to do the thing that you love and are best at and none of the things that you don't like doing either. Yeah, look, it's that's a great description. And, and I, would, I would take the sports uh, analogy a step or two further um you know business building a business is pretty much team sport versus individual sport so if you want to look at the sports metaphor we were talking about before you know where everyone starts individual sport it's just me i've got to do everything and that's the tennis player 
or you know maybe even the golfer but any sport where it's just you you're not playing in a team you might have other people outside you that help you with certain things but it's essentially when it comes to competition it's just you but what you've got to do um, if you want to move towards building a business is you've got to go away from being just player to being captain and player and then you've got to go from being captain and player to being coach this is the steps through transitioning from being a great player that does everything even if you've got weaknesses to a player that just plays a specific role on a team and then look if you're in Australia I could use Aussie rules if you're in North America we could use you know NFL American football you know where you play a specific role on the team that is your role you're a kicker you're you're you know you're a full forward in you know Aussie rules that's the that's the spot you play you're not suddenly trying to be good at all the other players positions are you uh, with very rare exception so a team becomes a, a team of specialists who all work together towards a common goal then at some point if you're building a business you might decide to step off the playing field and be the coach of the team which a lot of our clients end up doing James so I just wanted to add that that's a you know that's probably my way of uh, extending that sports metaphor you know through the career of an individual sport to a team sport as it is for an entrepreneur you go from being one on one doing everything and at some point right I need to work out my best position on a team and then build a team of other specialists around me who allow me to be really really exceptional on this role in the team that's, yeah, like, that's probably what I would add, yeah. I like that analogy. And I was just writing something down as you were talking about the sport analogy. Any of our listeners who have uh, little kids or have watched uh, little kids play sport, uh, whether it's football, soccer, Aussie rules, anything, and usually the real little kids, when you watch them, all they do initially is default to running to the ball. You have 20 kids on a field that... <laughs> Uh, all bunched up together because they're all just going for the ball. And when they, as they get older through to adults into playing club and professional, you'll notice that everybody stays in their zone. Everybody stays in their zone and does what they need to do for the team. They don't just run for the ball. And I guess we can transition that into business because unfortunately, and this is nobody's fault, most people are still playing and running their business like they're a little kid. They're just running after the ball instead trying to do everything as opposed to uh, graduating to really having an adult level business where you have built a team and you can stay in your lane and focus on just say kicking goals, knowing that the rest of your team is going to help you feed the ball and do everything else. So I really like that at um, sports analogy because it's so true that uh, most people just don't think about it this way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great way. And I hope everybody, wherever you are in the world, you know, you've got a particular sport or a particular situation that you can relate that to because it's absolutely true. And we see this across all businesses, but particularly in the mortgage industry, which I would probably describe as only just starting to mature. I mean, you know, it's only 20 years ago that the mortgage, you know, broking uh, industry was, you know, a cottage industry. You know, it's now grown, it's significant, there's a lot of players, it does a lot of volume in, in the various markets. 
So the industry is becoming more professional, more professional, more regulated, of course. All of these things are happening. Um, and what that's requiring people to do is to go from being a fantastic individual player to finding out what their team looks like so they can be a good player in a great team rather than a great player that does everything. That's the big difference. And that is happening across the board here in Australia, New Zealand, North America, other parts of the world. It's the same thing. So, you know, I guess the big next step for any um, anyone listening to this is to work out, well, what am I best at? You know, what am I best at? You know, it might be that you're best at, you know, speaking to customers, hunting and gathering opportunities, and, and then, you know, feeding the ball metaphorically, you know, to the other players in the team. Or you might ultimately find you're better off being the one who gets fed the ball and you need other people to go and get the ball for you. You know, that is a very, very important piece of self-awareness that you need to work out where you're best suited, what you enjoy doing the most, what you're best at, and then build a business around that. 100%. Um, that's, that's great advice. You work out what you are best at and also what you love doing and then fill the gaps that you are either not as good at or don't want to do with other people that are amazing at those things. That's how to build a really successful mortgage business. And it starts with the awareness of what you're great at, what you're not so great at, and filling those gaps. Uh, we could probably talk forever about this. I love this subject, Ash, but I think at the end of the day, we want people to be okay having weaknesses and throwing that old rule book out the door that we should constantly be working on things that we don't understand and that we're not good at. And we want to just wanted to record this episode to tell you that it's okay to be not good at certain things. It's okay to um, not know how to do something in your business. Uh, and in fact, it pays to not know everything sometimes. So if we achieve one thing in this episode, Ash, it's to flick the light switch on and hope that some of our listeners change their trajectory and start to focus more on the things that they're great at. Yeah, tr truly uh, hope so, James. I mean, this is the fundamental mindset shift that's required. Um, and perhaps in summary, I would put it like this. You know, in order to build a successful mortgage business, sometimes we have to get let go of some of the things we're good at to make most of the most of the things that we're great at. I'll just repeat that. Sometimes we have to let go of the things that we're good or okay at in order to make the most of the things we're great at. So it may not even be a weakness. You could be quite competent and good at lots of things, but you still can't build a business like that. You still have to let go of certain things, even if you're okay at them, in order to make the most of the things that you're great at. Ooh, I think that uh, we should almost spend another 30 seconds on that because what you just said in the last minute is probably the key to this whole episode. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And we've seen a lot of mortgage brokers come unstuck because, and this goes for business owners in general, thinking that because you can, they should. Um, and we could make lots of analogies, Ash. I mean, of course I know how to start a lawnmower and mow my own lawn, and I know how to vacuum and clean, and I know how to go to the shops and buy food, but does that mean I should? You know, I, in my business and life, 
we we have a cleaner, we buy our shopping online or get someone else to do it for us. Um, putting enjoyment to the side because some people love gardening and mowing the lawn, that's different. Especially when it comes to your business, having that filter of, yes, I can do it, but just because I can doesn't mean I should. And I just wanted to focus another minute on that, Ash, because it's probably the whole key to this conversation. Oh, heck yeah, heck yeah. I'm, I'm interposing the word good for weakness. Sometimes weaknesses can be easy to identify and go, you know what, I'm really garbage at that particular thing. It's easy for me to make the decision to let that go and get help. That, uh, that might be easy potentially. However, if you're actually quite good at a lot of things, that becomes a harder thing to identify what you should let go of. And this is once again why it's so, so helpful and so important to get outside eyes on what you're doing to help you separate out what you're great at from what you're good at because you can't build a business by being good at everything. No, you cannot. Ash, I think we should uh, leave this episode where it is. I think we've covered everything in terms of weaknesses, strengths, and do you have any final words that you'd like to leave our listeners with? No, I think I've said everything I want to say on this, James, other than to anybody listening, you know, um, if you're not sure, you know, how to go through, I guess, the first step of working out what you're great versus what you're good versus what your your weaknesses are, you know, you know, have a chat with somebody who can help you identify it because that's the first step towards this mindset shift is to accept that to move forward and to get life back and to build a really profitable, independent business, you have to work out where you spend your time and where you don't spend your time. And often, we need external help to do that. Oh, yeah, 100%. That goes always without saying that external help and a fresh set of eyes over what you're doing is incredible and incredibly valuable. So great episode, Ash. Um, weakness is strength. Think about that, listeners and start to build your business around what you're good at and forget those weaknesses. Give them to someone else. Okay. Um, great talking to you, Ash. Can't wait till we jump on board for next week. Listeners, have yourself a good week as well. Bye for now. Bye, bye. See you next time. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.